One, two, three, four, five. I am the hottest rapper alive. What's good, y'all? Hip hop, what is good? It's your boy Rob Dean, the place to be, aka Rob Diggy, BKA at the real Rob Diggy on IG. You already know what it is. It's episode 14 of the transformation of hip hop from the years of 2010 to the years of 2019. We are at the second to last stop on our journey on this semester of hip hop with K Dot Kendrick Lamar. One of the most gifted MCs I've ever seen in the history of hip hop. He is definitely in uh, the top uh, lyrical beast of all time. Um, and what I like to call K Dot is actually he's a generational talent. That's what we're going to get into on this episode because we have never seen anything like Kendra Lamar in hip hop, nor we ever will. Um, if you want to like to make the equivalent to like an NBA, right? You know, we got generational talents in the NBA. You got you know, Steph Curry, you got LeBron James, you got Giannis, you got, you know, Kobe before that, Michael Jordan, generational type talents that changed the face or changed the way that we play basketball or change how we look at basketball. Kendrick Lamar is a generational talent of how we listen to hip hop music. He has broken down so many doors and barriers uh, and there will never, ever be another generational talent uh, like K-Dot. Look at this backdrop behind me, y'all. This is from the video of the Heart Part 5 probably the video of the year of all genres of music, right? So, I mean, like, the, he has done incredible stuff in hip-hop, and I have two special guests that's going to get us into this conversation uh, about this generational talent that is Kendra Lamar. One is Reed Starks, bringing him back from last week. Uh, you know, Reed Starks, phenomenal talent from the Midwest, man. Um, he was with us last week for, uh, for J. Cole. I'm bringing him back. And, of course, I'm bringing back one of the fan favorites, Mr. Chuck Platinum, the hip-hop connoisseur himself, my partner in rhyme um, in the building, making his eighth appearance on the platform. Uh, so you already know what it is, man. So let me bring them in so we can get the, get the going on here. What's good, gentlemen? What's good? Go ahead and chime on in. We're going to start with Reed. What's good, big homie? Talk to the uh, audience, man. What's, what's good? What's good? What's good? What up, Excited. though? <laughs> what's good chuck platinum man talk to the folks what's good salute salute what's, what's the word what's the word chuck platinum in the building we here with my brother rob diggy you heard eight, you know what eight is, is a charm baby my partner ron what's good man hey let's get into the facts real quick we know how we do man let's roll roll the table to take for kendrick lamar 75 million dollars is his net worth all right, I got a laundry list of awards to get out here real quick, so bear with me. Two American Music Awards, 19 ASCAP Awards for songwriting, seven-time BET Award winner, 19-time BET Hip Hop Award winner, 11-time Video Music Award winner from MTV. Shout out to MTV for your MTV Raps with the T-shirt I got on today. Six-time BET uh, Billboard Awards, 14-time Grammy Award winning artist, two-time iHeart Music, seven-time AACP Image Awards, uh, he was a part of the freshman class of 2011, and that freshman class was Fred the Godson, Meek Mill, uh, just to name a few from that uh, extraordinary class. And he is the only hip-hop artist that has won a Pulitzer Prize. All right? I'm going to talk about the significance of that um, here in a little bit. That is extraordinary. And, it, and, I'll, and I'll talk about that, how hard it is to get a Pulitzer Prize, because they only uh, focus on certain types of music. But Kendrick Lamar is the only hip-hop artist in the history of hip-hop to get one of those. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit. The albums we're going to focus on in this time period of hip-hop is Section uh, .80, which was a gold album. His, his Actually, was his, his first release uh, in July of 2011. Some of the joints I picked up there was Hold Up, ADHD, Tammy's Song with the video game kind of vibe, uh, Chapter 6, Poor Man's Dream, Cushion, Cushion Corinthians, and High Power, produced by J. Cole. Uh, that was a gold album. And then we got... 
Good Kid, Mad City, released in October of 2012. Three-time platinum album. The whole album is considered to me a run, uh, which means all of the, the entire album um, is considered to me a classic. Talks a lot about the themes around Sheree, Don't Kill My Vibe, Don't Kill My Vibe remix with Jay-Z, uh, Backseat uh, Freestyle produced by Hit Boy, Money Trees, uh, Poetic Justice with Drake, um, a good kid with, with Pharrell, swimming pools. We know that one. We know Compton with Dr. Dre, and we know the recipe with Dr. Dre as well. Uh, definitely a uh, what I like. I'm gonna talk about that here in a second. The significance of that album, and then what does Kendrick Lamar do? He drops to Pimp a Butterfly in March of 2015. Now it wasn't a huge commercial success. It was only one time platinum, but the significance of that album, you all is masterful it's a masterpiece probably what i would say in the top three uh in this time period of hip-hop in those 10 years uh for free it has a lot of spoken word all elements of like funk jazz like everything you could think of is put into that album and king kunta uh institution lies um these walls all right with the dead homies intro i'll talk about with a gentleman before we started if you all go back and watch uh, the All Right video, it's, it's a loop on there produced by Soundwave called The Dead Homies. And the, that song, that that beginning of that uh, video is The Dead Homies loop. That shit is fire, man. Like that, that, that is, is, is phenomenal. Um, head, uh, Hood Politics, How Much a Dollar Cost featuring Ron Isley, uh, The Black and Berry Eye, and then Mortal Man, which is where Kendra Lamar has a conversation with the late, great Tupac Shakur genius it is absolute genius if you all go back and listen to what i'm talking about of course he's not talking to Pac directly but he's always, if it's, it's a recorded session of Pac, but he's having like a conversation with Pac, and he asks him Pac, he's asking two questions back and forth it's about 12 minutes long but if you've never heard that go back and listen to it once again it is called mortal man and that's where kendra lamar actually has a conversation back and forth with the late great tupac shakur phenomenal phenomenal work and then in April of 2017 is when the damn album dropped. Uh, three times platinum. We all know that, man. Uh, D uh, DNA, Element, Loyalty with Rihanna, Humble, Love with Zakari, Fear, and Duckworth, which is produced by the big homie Ninth Wonder. And the reason why I started this off uh, with a verse from the Heart Part 4, because that was the buildup to the album of Damn. So that is the premise, ladies and gentlemen, of our conversation of one of the most generational rappers in our lifetime, uh, Mr. K. Kendra Lamar. So I'm going to pass the mic over to Reed. Reed, what's good, man? And what are your initial thoughts about K. bro? Talk to us. I'll pour one up real quick for the dead homes. Uh, I will say, obviously, right off the bat, he's my favorite artist of all time. I can't, I can't find anybody that really sticks their sounds and how sonically they are, how they, how they write words, essentially, not even rap, but how they write spoken word and everything with that. I love that about him. Um, he has classics. Like I can't find anybody even in any genre of music that I love more than Kendrick Lamar. That's the reason why I got the eye symbol on me. The salute. He, he really, he really impacted a lot, especially growing up adolescence-wise. When he was coming up, I was coming up too. Like, he was a lot older, but seeing him grow to where he is now is just amazing. What does he mean, Reed, to hip-hop, man? What's it mean? What does he mean to our culture? What does he mean to our culture in your interpretation? Uh, when I think of Kendrick Lamar, I think of competitiveness. Like, hmm. I'll say, like, it is, it's a competitive sport. At the end of the day, we're all together in it, but, like, Hip hop 
and rap is a competitive sport. And I think he does it at a high clip to where and sometimes it makes it makes you feel like he doesn't try because nobody else is with him on that level, which that could be. I mean, you can't deny maybe that statement. I know I can't deny that statement. There might be people who think otherwise. But when it comes to that, especially when it comes to sonics, visuals, vocals, verse, he has some iconic verses already. He ain't even done. Um, uh, link ups he has. He, Dr. Dre has co-signed him. And him and J. Cole are, I, I believe, are close friends. They have been for a little bit. And J. Cole. And then you got to think of people like, Baby Keem. Baby Keem's family to him. Baby Keem's on a run right now. And if mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think if it was for Kendrick putting – I think uh, Baby Keem had – he did a, a sample flip or something on Damn for Kendrick. I think he was in this Damn sessions when Kendrick was making a part of Damn. Yeah. I don't know if that's – I just – I've just seen that. I don't think that – I don't know if that's true, but I know he's been in the studio a few times when Kendrick was actually, like, recording songs. So seeing that and then Baby Keem taking his own – like how Kendrick has his own style. Baby Keem – we don't have anybody that can emulate Baby Keem right now. He has, like, his own little shell. And I think he sees Kendrick and he thinks that. He thinks you just make what you want to make and you have your own originality to you. Something's going to give with it. And I think Kendrick's showing him the way and how Baby Keem's base – I think Baby Keem's on – he's going to be on that superstar level if he stays consistent like K-Dot. But – I think just the impact of all that and then ha- having all the MCs around him try harder with projects and verses and everything, I think that's what, uh, to me at least from the past few decades, I think he's the best. I and I would concur with you. Um, and the reason why I'm going to say that, and that's, and that's pretty bold for me even to say that, uh, but uh, like I mentioned, Kendrick Lamar, uh, not Ken- yeah, Kendrick Lamar is, uh, he is... The, uh, probably the one of the greatest rappers a lot. And he's, and he's, and it, to go back to Reese's point, I'm going to pass it back to you here in a second, Chuck, because when I started to show off with a, a verse from the hard part four, he goes, I'm the greatest rapper alive. You know, how arrogant and, and how arrogant you have to be and um, strategic you have to be, right? He does that shit on purpose, right? He does it to spark mm-hmm. buzz. He, he does it. He knows that he's in a class merely by himself. There's only a couple other rappers that are that were hotter than him at the time and still relevant. Maybe now, maybe Baby Keem is probably closing the gap. Baby Keem is his cousin, if y'all didn't know any, uh, by the way. Family Ties is, is, is a shit. Got a Grammy Award for Baby Keem. Shout out to Baby Keem uh, for, yep. for that project, man. That was d- phenomenal work, uh, phenomenal work. And shout out to uh, the whole camp, the TDE camp, Schoolboy Q, everybody that's a part of the TDE camp. I, I forgot to shout them out for sure. But uh, so, Chuck, talk to me, man. We're talking about. Kendrick Lamar and his significance to hip hop. So what are your initial thoughts? My good sir, hip hop connoisseur himself. You know what I mean? Man, um, Kendrick Lamar is just, you know, he's, he's what you would call um, iconic. Um, there's very few artists, as we know, in generations that can push the envelope. And the one thing that I appreciate about him is that he always was one to evolve. Um, we was talking a little bit behind the scenes about evolvement. When I think of Kendrick Lamar, I think about evolvement. Um, it's funny that you mentioned um, To Pimp a Butterfly is not one of those commercially um, projects or what we call uh, successful. Um, but to me, I felt like that was the uh, that was the transition. You know, we always talk about the shows where the artists, on, our, on the previous shows, the artists have that transitional point 
Yeah. And I believe that to pimp a butterfly was his transitional point. I think that's when he really started tapping in, really tapping into his in um his inner yeah. artist and understanding, hey, you know, I can go ahead and I can push the envelope a little bit. And then uh, when you get to this current project, um, which is, you know, we, we're talking about a certain era, but yeah. even evolving into this current project, it's like, wow, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I waited five years for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and um, it was very, he's very eclectic. Um, he, like you say, he's very intelligent and he definitely challenges his counterparts. He, he challenges them because, you know, he's mentioned even the track, I forget what track that is, where, um, the track where he was talking about all of them, the big, the big track oh. where he had control, the, the, yeah, control. There we go. Yeah. That he yeah. had where, where he had the, 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 um, you know, the whole industry in a frenzy just off the lyrical skills and, I think that he's the only one that could really challenge challenge people on that level, on, on this level of where he is at in the generational um, place where we at right now. So now nah, much respect to K-Dot, man. He's he's one of those great ones. You know what I'm saying? One of those uh, history makers that we, you know, put in those books. He, You better put his name up there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and we talked about this last week with, with Reed. Uh, and Mac Xavier, shout out to Big Mac that, that's watching right now, tuned in. So we talked about the, the three kings in the 20 teens of, uh, the, of the time era, right? So we're talking about J. Cole, mm -hmm. K-Dot, yes. and Drake. Those are the three kings right. of hip-hop. I, I don't care what your Hands list down. is. That's the list for this time period in hip-hop. However, when you think about K-Dot and his significance, um, I'll pass it back to Reed on this one. Um, Reed, talk to me about when we think about lyrical ability, to think of you know, K-Dot, how uh, creative he is, how lyrical he is. I don't think there's anyone in his class. I think he's in a class by himself, but I want to know your sentiments on this. Is there anybody in, in the time period that we're talking about, or even hip-hop right now? Um, and and I'm, I'm going to say this strategically because, you know, you might have to reach back to an old-school rapper to see who was on Kendrick Lamar's level. I'm just going to be completely honest about that. So is there anyone that's even near Kendra Lamar Reed or someone that emulates it or someone that may remind you of the Kendra of Kendra Lamar or he's in a class by himself? Uh, right now, no. I think Kendrick, the past, from 2010 to 2019, he's been the most elite. I, you can't go, if like we're going back in the day, obviously you're going to name the Hoes, the Nazis, Big L even. I'm a big, big L fan. Um, just just like those, I mean, I wouldn't say they're like, like way better than Kendrick, but just like the style of like how they write, how they write the lines and verses. I, I can see that, and obviously you can tell with how Kendrick was. I, I remember um, Kendrick talking in an um, interview one time about Pac being basically his hero, and how he went to the I think it was a California love photo shoot with his or uh, the video with his dad. Mm -hmm. Yep. He said he said um Pac, Pac was like a god to him. So I think when and also when so he takes a little bit from those guys and he puts them like the pieces where he needs, but he puts his own spin on them. That's the thing that's what makes him very elite. So you always gotta go back and you always gotta show love to the people that have bolded your sound. So like me from now, like 10 years from now, I'm gonna be like, oh, you're looking back, even though if I'm doing it right now. When you make an album or something, like, oh, who inspired you? You can name off all these people and give your own originality on it. So when he said that, like, when I hear him, like, the force he comes with on bars. So um, Hood Politics, for example. You know how Pac always had the delivery. Like, the bar was going to hit. He was going to hit you with, like, some hard delivery. 
And with anthematic songs like California Love, he was the delivery was constant. So when you hear hood politics and you hear him don't ask about shows, don't ask about this and that, and he's doing his high, you know, high pitched voice when he don't want to stop. I think that's what mostly I would say if he would if he from his perspective at least, I think if he was gonna put anybody in that category, it would be like a Pac, Big, Eminem, Hove, Nas. Yeah. Like people like that. But I, I definitely would say right now there is nobody I wouldn't say not close, but I wouldn't say there's 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 two bars. You have those right here who are elite, and then you have him who's yeah. super elite. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. He's mm-hmm. definitely a super elite talent. I think we're I think we're beating the dead drum. <laughs> but Chuck, <laughs> talk to me about the sonicness. Yeah. So we talked about so if y'all didn't know, Chuck Platinum is a, an award-winning producer. I just want to reiterate re-emphasize that one more time real quick. So Chuck, talk to me about some of his beats, man. Like some what are some of the beats that you were like. Oh shit! Like that was fire, man. Like what is what's some of those Kendrick Lamar songs that that, that resonate with you sonically? Like that that him marrying his voice with the beat. I go back to the we talked about this earlier. I think before we started taping between the relationship between him and Soundwave. Shout out to Soundwave, mm-hmm. man. One of the elite right. producers in hip hop. Uh, so right. what were some of the songs, Chuck, that resonate with you when you think about uh, you know K Dot? Man, um, there's 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 quite a few. Um, let's just say the whole damn album. Okay, the whole damn album. <laughs> the, the whole damn album. Um, Loyalty is actually one of my favorite songs. Um, I, I think the 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 sonic um, aspect is just him just trying different sounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I always loved how you know, like good Good Kid, Mad City is a, another example like the reason why i love kendrick is because there's very few artists that their albums have non-skip factors yes and it's a marriage between the music and the lyricism right so all of his projects are like that for me this is why i love k dot because every project um uh and we can't forget the the un the unmixed unmastered oh yeah untitled yeah well. yeah, yeah no the doubt. untitled no project doubt. as well no um even those unmastered works are mastery um yeah. on the production level is just it's it's daring you understand what i'm saying like it's very daring it's very next level he definitely understands how his how to use his vocals as an instrument with the music um, and that's that's a quality that I think a lot of artists m- misses, but there's very few that understand that. Like there's very few artists that un- Eminem is one that sticks out to me that understands the marriage between the beat. I'm like that as an artist. Right. Um, where you you get the you, you get the music and the soundscape and you kind of get your voice and embellished as that instrument, you know what I mean? And K-Dot is a master of that. And that's why I love listening to his albums all the way through. The production is superior. Like a lot of people was talking about this new one where the production was all over the place, but that's what the fuck made it great. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I mean... And to go to your point, Chuck, um, go back, we'll go back in time to Good Kid Mad City. When I yes. heard Good Kid Mad City, it's to me, like I said in the beginning, it's a run. The entire album mm-hmm. is a run. And it puts you yeah. like to your point, Chuck, like there's no skips. Like this is it's, it's dope all the way through. Like Money Trees is dope. Like 
And, yep. and he takes you on the roller. Poetic justice is, is dope. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Justice. Swimming pools. Mm. Like, when he first came yes. out, like, so the, and then the recipe, like, I'm just like, yo, like, it's, <laughs> it's fire, man. It is. And, and you know what's, what's significant about this, about that album is I was asked back in the day before I was podcasting, you know, if, if I could play a, an album for Tupac, if he was here on earth, you know, if he was still with us, you know, God, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, let that man so rest in peace. We love Pac. I'm a huge fan yes, of Pac. We do. But if I could play an album for Pac, if he was sitting right next to me right now, he was like, yo, dig, man, what's good? I want you to play an album for me that I need to hear uh, that I missed. That would be the album that I would have chose. Good Kid, Mad City. Now, to listen in, like Kendrick Lamar is the only hip hop artist to win a Pulitzer. Now, the reason why that's significant is because in order for you to win a Pulitzer Prize, you have to be in either jazz or I think it's e- classical music. The only thing about Pulitzer mm-hmm. is the classical and jazz music. He's the only one, the only one. Do you know how significant that is to our culture to have one of us that are in hip hop in our culture to have a Pulitzer Prize? It's extremely significant. Um, and for them to choose uh, Damn, it was album Damn, actually, that actually got the Pulitzer Prize. Uh, it wasn't Dependent Butterfly, which I think is a better album, uh, which mm-hmm. I thought was more impactful. But like, like Chuck said, Damn is a run all the way through. Damn is a damn good album. I ain't got no, I got no gripes with that at all. You know what I mean? So my last question for you gentlemen is a deep one. And when we look back 10 years from now, you know, I'm, in 2032, we're going to look back at hip hop and we're going to see Kendrick Lamar as one of the greatest of all time. What is his impact or his legacy going to be once he's done uh, on the mic? So Reed, I want to get that from you first. And then Chuck, talk to me about K-Dot's legacy. What is the K-Dot's legacy he's going to leave behind for us? Uh, I think right now, right now he's already solidified himself. I know for me, he's my favorite of all time. I'm not into GOAT discussions because there's different areas you got to account for. You got to think of teams. You got to, like, you think of it in the sports wise. Obviously, I don't, I don't think there is a GOAT, like, say, in basketball. But in the sound of music and hip hop, I feel like you – I know you can have that time span, but when he's been – where it's going to be probably multiple decades like Hove, where you're still doing it at a high clip, I think you're going to have him circling that top three all-time spot when it's all said and done, if not number one. I know that's kind of biased because I'm younger, but I know for a fact I've, I've always loved older 90s East Coast hip-hop, like where it originated then in the West Coast. I've always loved those. So when I hear him, it's refreshing. And I know there's still a little bit of that in his music from back then. Yeah. So I think he's gonna everyone's gonna look at it like a time, like a historical timeline. And it's gonna be so I think it's gonna be celebrated. It's gonna be like when LeBron l- retires. Like we're we're not gonna look back on what he didn't do or what he could have done. It's gonna be how did he impact the game and how did he impact me as a person on maybe to be a better person, listen to his music, um, do something different with your life, um, listening for motivation, getting me up every day. As an artist, for me, it's making music. I hear his stuff, and I'm just – and it might be for Chuck, too. You make a beat or you make something that's more meaningful to you, and it might have a little bit of sprinkle of K-Dot in there, but you know that his impact is more than what he just put the paper. It's more – when you hear it from – some when K-Dot looks at you, for him, it's just his thoughts. To you, it's something different because it's introspective. And that's where I think he's going to lead the line to where he's the generational talent is to where he's going to make sure that he solidifies himself in that top three spot 
interchangeable wherever you put them, regardless of who makes the list. Everyone, I think everyone will put them that top three when it's said and done. Man, Matt Love, Reed, great perspective and very well articulated. Chuck, bring us home, man. We talk about K-Dot and the legacy he's going to leave behind for our culture, man. Talk to me, bro. Yeah, man. Like? Well, you know, first of all, you know, shout out to the young brother Reed with his, you know, right. that, that I mean, that was wonderful. And I just wanted to say before I get into that, that I really enjoyed your perspective as a young brother. Um, so beautiful, beautiful pair up with this. Um, as far as his legacy is concerned, you know, I, I, I think he's in living legend status right now. I think that he's going to be somebody that you said 2032, and I know you just threw a year out there. But <laughs> I, I, <did>. think, <laughs> I, think, I think he's going to be still probably at his height then. Because just think, it took him five years to release this project, right? Right. Um, this current one. And he's and I, he's up there, like, for me, he's... And people may argue or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't care. Uh, yeah. You know, but he's up there with the Hove. He's up there with the M&Ms. He's up there with the J. Coles. He's up there with those. He's going to be one of those people that he can be 50 and we're still going to want to hear what he's talking about. So I don't, I think he's one of those artists like Jay-Z, right? I put him up there for me. I think Jay-Z... Um, you know, if we if we did have goat talks, I agree with me to have I'm I'm not really a goat talker, but Jay-Z is definitely on goat status. Yeah. Um, not just yeah. just for the iconicism, if that's a word. I don't even know if that's a <laughs> it word. It is now, right? Hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> connoisseur said it's a word. It's, it's a, a goddamn word. word. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, just the iconic. He's he's an iconic artist and you know, I think that he's already changed history. And um, as long as he continues on his path and, you know, and, and I know I keep bringing up his current project, but the reason why I bring that up is because it's so truthful about where he's at and his mindset that I think that he, if he continues to evolve, he, he couldn't help but be an icon. You know what I mean? Because he's he's living that right now and he's going through his transition of, of that, you know, iconicism, so to speak, you know what I mean? Where he's starting to feel, I think the, the, the uh, project that comes to mind with me where Jay was in that was, um, uh, which is not a, um, uh, a favorite of a lot of people, but the uh, Holy Grail project mm, where okay. he started talking about his how did when he started with his greatness of iconicism of how he was you know not uh you know like i don't i don't even want to be known for that and then he comes back with 444 and he's totally stripped down i think every artist to that caliber kanye j cole look at the patterns they all go through that moment when they're reaching their top tier of their greatness so yeah. that's how i feel about where the forecast of where mr k dot is at and where he's going yeah and i appreciate it chuck um always your perspective is always um on point and read as well to a, a young a young a lion uh with his perspective as well and i'm gonna close it out and just make it easy i think that in 2032 k dot is gonna walk into the rock and roll hall of fame 
straight up. Like when he's oh, done, yeah. when he's done, he's going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, first ballot Rock and Roll Hall of Famer on top of that. So I'm, I'm going to say that as well, too. K-Dot has blazed a trail that's going to be hard to emulate. And that's why I said he's a generational talent. And that's why I love the basketball analogy that, you know, shout out to Reed with the Damian Lillard shirt on right now, who's also a, an exceptional talent. I won't say generational, but a, an exceptional talent in hip hop. Yeah. I mean, in basketball, NBA, nonetheless. But I, I love K-Dot. I love his music. I love his creativity. I love Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I love that. That's the current album that Chuck has been referring to back and forth. Uh, an exceptional album, an exceptional artist with an exceptional um, mind around creativity. I mean, look at the backdrop behind me. If you all have not, not seen the Heart Part 5 video, um, yeah, it, is, it is the best it's the best video in 2022. I don't, I don't care. I don't care who comes out after it. I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I don't care. It's the best video that's been released in probably, the, I would say the last four or five years. I think the video before this might have been This is America. Shout out to Charles Gambino, which might have been the best video I've seen prior to this one. But the way that he captured uh, you know, OJ and, and Kanye and, and, and Josie and 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 oh my god, yo, like Nipsey, like I mean, the way that he describes Nipsey in that last bar is exceptional. And you cannot, that is not like um, you know, that's not born overnight. Like you gotta have like years like to 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 emulate that and, and to to bring the heart home with um we're talking about Nipsey and, and speaking for Nipsey, like come on, man. Like what are we what are we even talking about right now? <laughs> what are we talking about? Kendra Lamar is will be one of the greatest MCs of all time. And, 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 and go to Reed's point. I know we don't talk about goats. He will be one of the goats in this era, period. I mean, when, when it's all said and done, it's going to be a hard uh, path to follow. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up uh, today's session or today's lesson about K-Dot. And we, what we've been doing all through season five is giving a hands up, don't shoot salute to late, great Dante Wright. And those are the others uh, and the, all the others that we have lost, the social injustice in the United States of America. So one time for me, y'all, hands up in the air for me. And when I say hands up, you all say don't shoot for the late great Dante Wright. So one time, hands up. Don't shoot. Hands don't up. Shoot. Don't shoot. Hands up. Don't shoot. Don't shoot, man. Rest in peace to Dante and all the others that we have lost to social injustice. In the United States of America. And I got something else to go on top of that here in a little bit. But the floor is yours. Read uh, an exceptional. Read, I, I tell you, man, like it's very rare we get young brothers on here uh, that are articulate, smart, and know the history and pay homage to hip hop. And you've done it exceptionally well on this episode, man. So thank you, brother. We want to bring you back for sure in the future, man. But it's shout out time, family. I heard your shout outs last week. Who's shouting out this week, bro? I just. Shout out my family. Shout out to Jones family. Uh, basically my family. Um, shout out my fiance. It's my dog's fourth birthday today. So shout out my, my dog. He's over in the kennel right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to everybody in my family. Just love and everybody be good, healthy, and let's try to get things back on track. I know things have been not going very good so far in the economy, but we got to find a way to get back on track. And if we can't, I mean, as an individual, you got to make sure you can get yourself back on track at least. That's a fact. That's a fact. Big facts, man. Starts with individual first. Reed, thank you. Thank you for your contributions to season five, brother. We appreciate you. We'll see you soon, man. Chuck Platinum, hip hop connoisseur, making his eighth. Let me repeat mm -hmm. that one more time. 
Chuck Platinum's eighth Help. appearance on the platform. He is a staple. He is my partner in rhyme, my yes, dude, sir. my ace who always comes through in the clutch, man. My guy. I met his mom's last time he was on here. Shout out to Chuck yep. Platinum's mom's, you know what I'm saying, one time. But Chuck, who your child is going to, family? Listen, man. Shout out to mom Dukes, man. Shout out to mom. Shout out to my pops, DJ Butch SOS, man. Shout out to my wife, Monica. Love you. Shout out to my kids. And of course, shout out to the gang BACG, man. Be safe out right now, you heard? Word, man. Shout out to the BCAG gang. Um, shout out to Skrilla Gambino. Shout out to the whole camp, man. Shout out to the whole movement, man. Y'all, y'all killing it, man. And Chuck is, man, Chuck is on TV now and shit, man. Like, <laughs> like, hey, man, I feel like I know a celebrity right now. Well, Chuck is celebrity, you know what I mean? But shout out to Chuck Platinum, shout out to Reed. Um, shout out to everybody keeping safe out there in the summer. Shout out to hip hop music, man. Shout out to K Dot for his contributions to our culture. And I gotta say this real quick, man. I, I know that this is a controversial topic about what happened with the reverse of Roe v. Wade, but here's what I'm gonna say on this real quick. It's been weighing in my heart all week. If you were God, don't say nothing. All right, I, I don't care what your view is. We don't guys don't have babies. Don't say nothing. I I don't I don't I don't care, yo. Like guys don't have to miss work. Guys don't have to carry a baby. If you a dude and you got a views on abortion or whatever, don't say nothing. I I, I don't want to hear it. Now for my for my ladies, keep your head up. We gonna we gonna we gonna get back right. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot. You know what I mean? I hate bringing political stuff into the platform, but this one hurt. This one stung, man. Like real talk. Like I feel like we don't value women the way they should be. And you should have a choice, whether you want to or not, whether you're for or against, you should have a choice, right? So shout out to all my ladies, keep your heads up, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm for whatever decision you want to do with your own body. That is what my vote is for. I'm gonna leave it at that, you know what I mean? So um, next week, you all, is the season finale of the DEA2 season five, the transformation. I got a special guest coming on. I can't say his name just yet. Uh, he's coming on to close out the season. We're talking about Aubrey Graham, a.k.a. Drake, a.k.a. the Sixth God. He's going to close out our season. And one thing to look out for next week, you all, is uh, all of our guests that's been a part of the Season 5 experience are going to put together a top 10 uh, album list for this time period of hip-hop. So I want you all to check out that list. I'll put my votes in as well. So everybody that's been a guest is going to compile their, uh, send me the list. We're going to see who makes the top 10 album-wise. Uh, between the years of 2010 and 2019. Look out for that next week, you guys. But y'all know my slogan, man. Stay safe, stay humble, stay hip-hop, one to zero, man. Peace. <laughs>